Hey there, this is Pam Perry. So I am here just to really talk about just giving you seven tips. It's Tips Tuesday, right? So it's Tuesday and I wanted to really just come on. A lot of my uh, clients from Speakers Magazine, a lot of them are cover people and, and they get a lot of speaking gigs and and they host their own events and this is this is the thing, right? So you look at the people on the cover, and it's like, wow, I want to, I want to do that. I want to be like them, right? It's like I want to be like them. I want to get speaking gigs because Nicole is traveling, and Dr. Cheryl travels. All of them get speaking gigs, right? But what about the people in between the pages, right? Where are where are they? Like, how are they getting speaking gigs, right? You got uh, Melissa Brown over here, and then we got Dr. Esther Graham and Carolyn Harris and why Vitra Jordan, powerful people, powerful. Uh, Letitia Nicole is another one that's powerful, right? So I just want to just really give you some ideas of how people get speaking gigs. Um, I personally, this month, am speaking at about four different places. And um, some are paid and some are actually uh, where I'm sharing my expertise. So from those places where I go and I share my expertise, I actually pick up clients. I'm a publicist. Uh, if you don't know, I'm also the publisher of Speaker Magazine and I do a podcast as well. Uh, but my main mission is really to promote those with um, the voice or the message or those who have a mission to really change and shake up the world, right? Those are the experts that people are paying for solutions to problems. And so as a publicist for a couple of decades, three decades or so, uh, I've worked with a lot of different brands, meaning that brands like Ford Motor Company, uh, McDonald's. I've worked with nonprofits. I was a director of Salvation Army. And so I know what goes into a brand. But what goes into a brand of a speaker? So those are some of the things. So the same thing, it's it's really, you know, the first part of my career, I really work with more like companies and corporations. But then the later part of my career, I'm working with speakers and authors and experts, coaches and consultants, right? Those are the people that have the expertise and they are really being hired to deliver that expertise. So how do you get known? in this noisy world, right? In this noisy world. I look at my comments over here. Hey, Anthony, how are you? Hey. All right. Hey, Stephen. All right. So how do you get those speaking gigs, right? So started out, um, here, it's kind of crazy here. Uh, started out really with my company in 2000 uh, as a literary publicist. And I work with, a lot with publishers. If you remember in year 2000, that was a lot where the publishing industry really was like the big deal. Really before Amazon became like the one where people are buying most of the books, we had all the bookstores, right? We had Borders. Remember Borders? Borders was around. Uh, and so I had all the publishing contracts with all of the major publishers. And I was doing all of their African-American books from T.D. Jakes to... Dr. Miles Monroe to uh, Valerie Burton and and even my friend Andrea Hall and, and Michelle McKinney Hammond. So a lot of the publishing houses were really promoting their authors. Switch and change, just like iTunes changed the music game. Amazon really changed the book game. So a lot of people then became to the point where they were independent authors, like indie artists. So there's indie authors. And so at that point, a lot of people had to switch and say, hmm, I'm not getting those publishing deals or the publishers aren't spending the money to promote me. 
And so a lot of my clients then were independent authors and they had to learn how to promote. So hence I became known as that person that they will go to and say, I need a publicity strategy. Can you help me, Pam? Can you coach me through this? And this is sure, of course. So one of the first things in order to get speaking gigs, because I found, and you know this to be true, a lot of the speakers will sell more books. A lot, I'm sorry, a lot of the authors will sell more books if they speak. So this is how I got into this game, I guess you would say. If they wanted to sell more books, they had to speak more. So all of the authors were going to, not not book signings, because nobody wants to go like a book signing, but they were actually going on platforms to really speak. And then right after they speak, they would sell their books and their other programs as well, but primarily selling the books from speaking. Then it became a thing where it's like, I really, really love this speaking thing. And so how can I do more of this, right? Because then I could sell more books. It's kind of like that whole circle, which comes first, the, the, the chicken or the egg. So what I want to say, and you might not agree with it, but I know as a publicist, as a literary publicist, PR, PR um, um, Publishers Weekly has really said the fact that, you know, I'm a PR guru, right? And I love books houses filled with a lot of books. I love books and I love black authors. I promote black authors, experts, because you are authority. When you write a book, the word author, authority, get it. So one of the first ways is to write and promote a book. You want more speaking gigs, get more media attention, hands down, a book. Oh, book is hard, right? It's like, oh my God, I got to write a book. Yeah, well, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So write a good book, not some of this crap that's up there now that you see on Amazon or whatever, but write a really, really good book around your area of expertise. Become that go-to person where you're writing the book and it is really in so many ways like your signature talk and people will get to know more about your expertise. You become an authority. You become credible. Media love people who are authors and you write this book, it can it, it can or cannot be a bestseller. It doesn't matter depending on what the niche is. I mean, you can write about IT or AI or you can, you know, the thing of it is, please don't write a book just about your testimony, all right? Nobody really wants to hear that. Write a book about your expertise, not your testimony. That's good for a blog post. I'm talking about a book with a spine, something that's thick, something that shows you the way that you do things the way you're a thought leader so lead with some thoughts okay that's number one so please write a book and promote the book that's a whole nother webinar for a whole nother day number two this may be old-fashioned but people will say well why should i do this this is what we used to do it still doesn't matter i sit on enough editorial boards for publishers to know that they look at blogs they look at an author's blogs right they look at what a speaker is doing, what thought leadership they're leading with. So if you don't have a blog, how can they read what you're leading in your thoughts? And so a blog is an RSS feed too. It can also be shared out as well. But blogging and podcasting are really about the same. You're, you're sharing new information often, all right? You could do a YouTube channel, yeah, that's fine, but it needs to live on your website if you want to get speaking gigs. So I know for a fact that a lot of time people who contact me, they've been following me for a while. They've been reading all the blogs to see the consistency of that. They see the consistency of the podcast. 
And they really do say, mm, she really, I, I, what she's talking about really resonates. What she's talking about is something that I need. And so I would say just start a blog, a great way to promote yourself, promote your thought leadership, to really position yourself. It is like, think of a blog as your magazine or your own newspaper, and you're publishing new content in words. Search engines love it. Google gobbles it up. So you want to make sure you start a blog. Number three. So writing and speaking is the way you're going to really leverage and knock this thing out the park, right? So I would say number three, write columns. Columns. Yeah, columns in either local newspaper. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Josh, he has a column. He was, he was just going on, jumping on radio shows and TV shows, radio TV shows, and going. And all of a sudden, one time a newspaper said, we'd like you to write a column. And then, bam. He became internationally known, right? It's like this column was the thing that people loved and they look forward to it. It was a weekly column, millions. And I'm talking about for like a newspaper, for a major authority link newspaper, like a major press. Or it could be a local press, but long as it's online and you promote it. I have another client that um, in Tallahassee where she's writes uh, for the Tallahassee Democrat, I believe. And she's been writing that for years and she gets so much traction to her website. And then from her website, it converts into speaking gigs and then she converts into clients and she has a nonprofit and she also gets stoners. So really writing columns is a big deal and write them in your area of your expertise. You may write it for the newsletter in your area or the magazine that's in your niche, but writing columns positions you. My first coach, uh, Andrew, Andrew Morrison, happy birthday, Andrew. Uh, years ago, he wrote for a direct marketing magazine, I believe. He said he was reading them. And then all of a sudden, he, he became the expert at it. And he started writing columns. And he got millions of dollars by writing these columns because the people in his target market, like Procter & Gamble and things like that, were reading the direct marketing magazine. And he had columns in there. So writing columns. And then from there, obviously, you'll get speaking gigs and other media will be get media. So writing columns is important, magazines and newspapers or online for a major online portal. You know, if you're writing online for CNN.com or you're writing online for Madame Noir, that will be cool as well. The other thing is a really, really big deal. Getting these professional headshots together, people. This is one here. This is Judge Liana Lloyd. Oh, my God. OMG right? And not only is it the bio, but you need a professional bio, vertical, this is vertical, and also horizontal, right? You want to have a horizontal one as well, because sometimes you'll need those as well, where it has like space on the left and the right so that you can put it in somewhere. It can't always just be up and down. You know how it is. So when you're trying to put in like your profile picture, sometimes it doesn't fit. It needs to be a certain way. So vertical and horizontal, headshots, right? Brand shots. But also too, along with that is a bio. So the bio is really, if you have like a great headshot and a photo shoot and your bio really speaks to the person who you want to solve the problem for and really showcasing your expertise, you're good to go. But so many of these bios, and you can go to speakersmagazine.com and read some of the bios in the in the issues so that you can kind of see. Here's one of Brooke, right? You see Brooke Daniels. You know, she's uh, helps businesses realize their potential as a strategic S, uh, C, not SEO, CEO, 
thought partner operator bringing years of global experience. Go and read these bios. They're, they're reading like little mini one sheets. It's not a one sheet, but it's like a little mini one sheet. And you can actually see how they should sound because so many of these bios, I'm telling you, people who want to get in, mag in the speaker's magazine, they sound like obituaries. I'm like, oh my God, really? Here's a knack to writing a bio. I actually love writing bios because I love interviewing the author and pulling out all of the, the magic from them, but really understanding how to write that bio, having a great headshot in the bio. I just over and over again, don't have a boring bio. Don't have it sound like an obit. <laughs> Make sure that it sounds like you are someone. You are someone. It says, what would you suggest if you have more than one platform you're known for? Okay, Stephen. So this is going to be kind of a thing. If you're known for more than one thing, then you're probably not known for anything because what are you being called for? No one can refer you or recommend you because you have so many different things. Pick one lane, build on that, and then go to the next. You can't do both at the same time. It's like a rabbit running in different directions. You want to make sure that you are going to be known for one thing. An expert is an expertise. A specialist gets paid more than a journalist general generalist so be 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 okay with picking one lane be okay with picking one thing that you're known for you can obviously morph into it later but amass that expertise where you know it is like i know this is what i'm known for i'm on cnn about it i'm on msnbc about it i this is my one lane but if you pick a whole bunch of different lanes it's like ah they're kind of probably good at some of it, but what are they really the expert in? So that's my thing, Stephen. I'm sticking to that because I know that to be true. Me personally, when I started out with my company in 2000, I was trying to do all the things in chimney sweeping. Okay. I was doing everything. I was doing all the things. I was helping people promote the books, write the books, edit the books, pick the covers, uh, you know, do the book club, uh, do the mailing, put up the billboard. And you know what? It was like the first five years of my company, I was broke as smoke. I was broke as smoke because I was trying to do it. No one knew what to, to do. When I finally became centralized on what was the main thing that I'm gifted to do, that I'm expert at, is really PR and promotion and quit all that other stuff. I'm good at editing. I'm good. You know, all these other things I'm good at, but I'm best at this. And that's when I got all the contracts and started working with people like T.D. Jakes and uh, Valerie Burton, Michelle McKinney Hammond, all the other major authors. It's Paul Morton, it's hundreds, hundreds of authors, because then I, they started seeking me out because they knew I could do that one thing and do that really, really well. Me and my team, that is the, the process that I, I teach people about that, that whole thing. So I hope that helps. <laughs> yeah, broke as smoke. I was. I was. I was doing all the things, including chimney, chimney sweeping. But I was like, ah, okay. Uh, so number five, this is a thing where you want to make sure that you are positioned as a speaker, as a thought leader, as an expert, getting listed or getting in Speakers Magazine. Yes, getting in Speakers Magazine. This right here even though they've been speaking for years, has sent them to a whole nother level of positioning. 
not only do are they in the magazine, they're on the websites. When you Google their name, it shows up there on Speakers Magazine. Their speaker reel is there. They have a big blow-up poster board of that. They are in Swimming in the Stream with Les Brown and George Frazier and Dr. Cheryl Wood, uh, 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 Kim Fields, because they're part of that. So getting featured in Speakers Magazine, getting listed, and it acts like a directory of speakers. So if someone's looking for a diversity speaker, if they're looking for a motivational speaker, inspirational, you go under speakers, see featured speakers, and you get categorized in there. And and we mail the magazines out to the media. We mail them to meeting planners. We travel with them on the road to different conferences. So people pick them up and take them with them. It's nothing wrong with digital magazines. We're a digital magazine as well. That's good for SEO. But sometimes a conference meeting planner needs to be able to say, hmm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this person. Hmm, Tam Luck. Okay. So I they physically have it in their hand. The meeting planner has it in their hand and it's like their directory. Now you know January and February is coming up. So if you're a black speaker, it's a great time to be black, right? We got MLK through the <laughs> through Black History Month. That's when they're looking for black speakers. So this is where they're gonna come. They're gonna come to Speakers Magazine. We feature black speakers. We feed and feature black speakers. That's our that's our tagline. So you want to make sure that you get featured in there, that you leverage it. That's a whole nother thing I want to do as well. We also have Speakers Magazine podcast. We have the the Roku show. So getting in and positioning yourself as a speaker, seriously speaker that gets paid to speak, not just someone I like to speak. I'm public speaking but a speaker. So you're in Speakers Magazine, you put in that logo on your website, you're putting it on your one sheet, you're putting it at the bottom of your email signature, all the things so that you are featured in Speakers Magazine. Go to speakersmagazine.com and hit get featured. Uh, the other thing, how to get media and how to get speaking gigs, you gotta open your mouth. You gotta be courageous. I'll give you an example of someone who opened their mouth and they got a speaking gig. And I just told this to my uh, inner circle mastermind today. So she was at an event and there was a, a mega pastor, a mega church pastor that was speaking and um, she was speaking after him. And it's like, ah, man, why couldn't she speak before? Right. It's like, man, you know, because she would really like to speak at his church. He's a mega, mega preacher. Right. He had thousands and thousands of members like, why could she get she could speak at his church? It would be great. So instead of her just like wishing and wanting, she gasped. So after he got off a of stage, and she was one of the speakers at this particular event as well, and she said to him, do you mind just waiting like about five or 10 minutes just to hear me speak a little bit? The nerve. It's like, you must really go and crush him five or 10 minutes, right? So she had the confidence to say, yes, she will. You know, he said, okay, all right. So he goes, he has a seat. She spoke for 30 minutes. He stayed for the entire. She crushed it. And he invited her to speak to all of the leaders of his church in all of his campus locations of his church at a mega church. That is from just asking. And the same thing with media. How many media friends do you have? You may not want to be in their particular media outlet, but ask them if they have a friend. You've got to learn how to ask. It's not, not like... Uh, it's like pitching. People don't like the word pitching, but you are really pitching. You have to let people know you've got your in speakers magazine. You've got your one sheet. You've got your speaker reel. You got all the assets. You got the buyer. You got the headshot, but then you're not asking nobody. So the lady that said, just wait 10 minutes 
And then she did her thing and he stayed for the entire afterwards. He came up to her. He said, I would love to have you speak at my, my church and all of my churches to all my leaders. And she was like, not a problem. Flew her in, paid her and all the, all the things. But were there other speakers in the area of Detroit where this person? Was? Yes, of course, there's other speakers everywhere. But the person who asked gets. So ask, ask. Yes, ask. So that's number six. Then in the seventh. So many times we're networking and I see people out here on LinkedIn. Hey, Carmen, they're on LinkedIn or whatever. So you want to make sure that you are staying in contact with people, that you're networking. There is, a, you know, the saying that you says your, your network determines your network. So it does, but you got to keep in contact with that network. You can't just be like one time in and one time out. Like I got that business card. Well, you know, you got a whole bunch of people got their business cards. So you have to keep in touch, but keep in touch from the standpoint of offering something of value every time you make an interaction with someone. That's like a really key part of it. Same thing with media people. The media people, if you go and listen to my podcast uh, on pamperrypr.com, you hear me talk to different media people. And basically the media people want new and fresh things. They want news. They're reporters. They're looking for things that are new. Share with them that things that are new, things that are interesting, things that may or may not fly that particular time. It may not be good timing, but keep in touch with them because they are always looking for news. And if you are not telling them, then they're going to be talking to somebody else. The same thing with the meeting planners, same thing with conference planners. And it just helps to really have a mentor and a coach as well to kind of make those introductions. But sometimes you have to go out for yourself. One of my favorite things that I always say is those that show up, go up. Sometimes just showing up is really where you're going to win. Just showing up, speaking up, networking with people, offering value, knowing you have expertise that you can share that will solve a problem for someone, being really confident in that. And that's really, really key. So those are the seven tips. You know, write and promote a book, start a blog or a podcast, write columns for your trade journals and things like that. Get a professional headshot and bio, which is a whole thing that I just love to tell people, like, let's work on that. Um, get listed in uh, Speakers Magazine, get an advertorial there, get on the podcast there, get on the Roku channel, speak out your expertise so people will know what it is that you do. And uh, just ask, ask the media, ask the different conference planners, ask if there's a conference that you go to every single year, Maybe one year, ask the conference person, say, I come to this conference every year. I love this conference. I'm a great speaker. I would love to speak at your conference. Here's my information. Here's my speaker reel. Here's my bio. Here's, you know, those are the things that, that you know, you go to the Black Enterprise Conference. Why can't you speak there? Why can't you? Did you ask? Do you know who to ask? You, do you have someone that can introduce you? You know, that's what people pay publicists for and that sort of thing. And then stay in contact with all of the people that you have met that you know that are within your network that really are people that will refer you, recommend you. But you have to be clear, have a very clear message so people can recommend and refer you based on the fact that they know what you do. Stephen, you can't have a whole bunch of different different things. Like I'm known for this, but if I know it's one thing, I know that Stephen is known for this, then I know I can recommend him. Oh, great, Luana. Thank you. Yes, these are the things. It's just seven quick tips, but it is one of the main things. And I'm telling you, people who have been in Speakers Magazine, they are really using this thing and leveraging it, right? It's like they are using, leveraging all of this.
and then they can add it to their website, add it to their speakers reel, all of that. It just gives them, it sets them apart from the people that just want to speak and the people who are like, I'm serious about speaking, right? How can you work with me? Speakersmagazine.com. Yeah, that's where you <laughs> go to speakersmagazine.com. Send me some, send me a, a thing. You can hit get featured and immediately get featured right there. You go to speakersmagazine.com and it's all there as well. And also too, you know, I really, really am very particular about who I work with in terms of publicity. So if you really do want to have a conversation with me, you can go to panperrypr.com as well. Send me a message and then I'll just kind of, I send people like an assessment to see where they are uh, in terms of PR because PR has to be on return on investment. So I have to know that if you're going to invest a certain amount of dollars, is your infrastructure enough to really sustain that? And that's part of it. PR is not marketing. It's a part of marketing, but you do need to have something to sell that really PR can bolster and propel right? It's not, people think that if I get enough PR, then I can sell enough stuff. No, you need to have the stuff available to sell and then PR helps move it out the door. Yep. Yep. That's it. PamPerryPR.com. Exactly. That's it. So with that, I am out of here. Those are the seven tips on how to get paid media, uh, how to get paid, (laughs) how to get media engagements and how to get paid speaking gigs. So with that, I am out here. Make sure you go to speakersmagazine.com and get featured. All righty. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.